take it somewhere else. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm looking for the nursing world. Let's go into the nursing world. <laughs> I was thinking about painting. <laughs> painting? Ugh. No, I mean, you know, there was a guy years ago that got put on light duty because of an OJI, and we were making him come to headquarters every day. And he came to me because I was supervising him. And he's like, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I was like, why can't you do this? And he's like, it's killing me on gas every day. And I was like, well, I, you know, uh, let's talk about it. And come to find out, he's driving this truck that I could walk under without dry, without ducking. It had two of those exhaust pipes that's like 12 inches wide in the bed. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, this is your vehicle? This is what you're driving. This you is know? my compensation for something. <laughs> but else. I mean, no wonder, no wonder the gas is is oh, killing you. You know. Yeah. But as do I go? Yeah. No, you don't have to come to work every day because you made that choice. Well, it's the same thing when you have these guys talking about. You know, I, I don't, I don't have any money. I can barely pay my bills. But they have a sixteen thousand dollar side by side that they run around the woods with and right. stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, man. We're not talking choices. about those things. Smart choices. <laughs> Yeah. We're not talking about toys here, okay? Yeah, we always out of it. We just pissed off about a thousand people with side by sides, campers. My, no, you're talking no, no, about no. my four wheeler. All right, you know I need that to de stress from work, right. or is I'm it all, my boat? I'm all about that. I'm all about that. But or you my have to understand car, a third car. But I mean, isn't that a discussion on pay? Isn't that part of it? When when we and I'm not saying, believe me, I'm not saying that we don't pay that we pay firefighters too much. You will never hear me say that. But when we sit around and say, I'm not being paid enough to pay my bills, how much of that's our responsibility? We make our bills. I had no so idea Shane this is, is the way this was going to go. Yeah, me neither. Shane me neither, but cringing. This is not what I, the way I envisioned this. All right, well, let's start over. No, 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 no. We'll just. Shane's going to walk off and do his laundry. I'll be back. <laughs> Is it a dog barking in the background somewhere? We should point out, this is the first time that we've come back to where it all started. Where did it all start? This was episode 001. Yeah, we already got the dog barking in the background. Shannon's going to come on and drop the octave. Do do the laundry. So I like that topic. I like the topic. <laughs> I really do. Let's find another one. <laughs> no, I, I think it's going way the hell off in the, in, into limbo land over here. But I like the topic because I don't think there's any way in hell you can capture even remotely a little bit of the dynamics of the fire service and all the different groups represented, all the different mindsets. And I'm not just, I know in any uh, profession you can do that. There is a certain selfishness once you get into the fire service about what we do and what it produces in the body when you get into one of these structured fires and you do something that people can't do. So I know there's a financial part there, and I actually think that today's firefighters are way more in tune with what they want, what they need, what you know, that than we may have been back in the day. I see, you know. There's questions that are being asked today that we never asked uh, back in the day, or I didn't feel that anyway. But I, there, there's a certain part of it that people do it for the sake of, there, there's just a selfish rise that happens, these structure fires and, and different things that we do that bring us into it. So I'm just going to, what I'm having the difficulty in is I know very high performers that are putting out, and I know they are not even meeting their 
wants. I hate to call them needs because, you know, we often, society just moved towards wants. Um, but they put out a good bit. They, they perform at a very high level. Now, are there distractions in there? Yeah, of course. If, if, if you're, there's people that make very good, there's rich broke people because their, <laughs> their finances were misappropriated, but I guess there's just that component that I'm not totally agreeing with that there's high performers out there that are not making what we would say, are you covering all your bills? Are you not late Absolutely. on payments? I don't disagree with that at all. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. No, I thought that's what uh, Daniel Pink said. No, no. So <laughs> Daniel Pink is not trying Sleep to Daniel say out of this. Daniel Pink Damn is, it, not, Daniel. is not saying that, that you can't do great work without getting paid for it. That's not what he's saying, okay? Um, but it's not sustainable. So how long, let's say, let's say you, you've got that high-performance firefighter, and they are doing that great work, and we come to them and we say, you know what, we can only pay you 20000 a year. Sorry, you're going to have to take a pay cut. That's where we are as a department. How long are they going to sustain doing that great work? Not getting paid. They're not, you know? They're going to stop. They're going to dial it back to doing the minimum that they've got to do before they can find another job. So, I mean, it, it is this component of it that has to be addressed. The opposite of it is to say, well, pay doesn't have anything to do with great work. And I don't agree with that at all. You've got to reward people for what they're doing. And part of that is pay. That's part of the overall value where, where I say I value you as an employee Pay is this huge piece of it. The same way rank works into it or a history of promotion. I mean, the organization is rewarding you basically and endorsing you as you're doing good stuff. We've just promoted you. So I, I think it's just, it's a piece of it, but you can't say it's not, I'm, I'm not going to, I can't say that you can do great work without it for long. Okay. I mean, it, unless you're in a volunteer situation, that's completely different. But if we're talking about pay, volunteers really aren't part of the discussion. So what about when uh, guys are chasing the pay? You know, this department does $5,000 more, and then now they move over here, and now it's over here, whatever. I don't blame them. Okay. I think I think the fire department, I think we've got, and I've talked to Shane about this, I think we've got to radically change how we view employees in the fire department because we were all – I think I can say this for all of us. We were all raised at a time when you did 30 years with a department. Cha-ching. Right? Yeah. There you go, Hatch. Knocking <laughs> on the dough. <laughs> um, but that was, you know, my, both of my grandfathers. One of them worked for AT&T for over 30 years, and one of them worked for Lockheed for 42. That was that, that that's what I was raised with, right? And now that's not the fire service, but we're we're still living in this idea that, why can't we keep people? And I, Shane and I have had this discussion. I think we should be moving to more like the military. We, we look at you and we say, we've got you for four years. And that's it. And then at the end of the four years, we need to be doing something to try and keep you. But in all likelihood, you're going to leave. And it, it, it's such a threat to what the fire department is traditionally. But I don't know that we can sustain it anymore with this if people are going to move constantly, and I don't blame them for moving. <coughs> Sometimes it's short-sighted, I think. But I don't blame them. Oh, short-sighted for them to move? I, I think that they are not 
seeing all of the pieces. What do you think, Shane? About any of what we've been talking about. You've been very I, quiet. No, I'm just I'm just listening. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I'm I'm waiting for something to really just kick me off and I'll I'll chime in. Whatever. Forget it. He's bored. I'm sorry I brought it up. <clears throat> Go back to day drinking. If only. <laughs> you mean you guys won't judge me? <laughs> so you're talking about traditionalist and it's uh, moving away from that. But do you think that's really better for the fire service to move away from that traditional? I don't think it's better or worse. I think it's a reality. I think the fire service is changing and we we can sit here and say, oh, it shouldn't change. It shouldn't change. But I'm sorry. We're the dinosaurs. We're at the ends of our career. We're on our way out. Yeah, get it. <laughs> you don't have to say it Keep another way. I'm, I'm saying a different it. way, you know, but I mean. So I, I'm not I'm not trying to say we're you know burn it all down on the way out the door or anything like that, but yeah, it kind of sounds like that. No, it's but why are we tied to it's got to be this way? Why aren't we saying you know what maybe it maybe it does need to change? Maybe this constant movement of people within the industry, the EMS industry has been like that forever. How do they make it work? Do they? It's a pretty long wait times right now. I'm actually well, just sitting here I mean, thinking: Is are the today's recruit classes really any different than our own recruit classes? I mean, I got 35 people that went through my recruit class. I don't, I'm not retiring with 35 people. I'm retiring yeah. with seven. Yeah. No, so they trickled thing. away over those years in different fashions and five year time and six year time and ten year time and twelve year time. I don't know that I've gone back and done the deep dive to. To see whether or not it is or are we just reacting to something that we, we realize yeah, right now because not. we're sitting in the seats having to deal with it. Yeah, we maybe. weren't sitting in the seats maybe 20 not. years ago. So I pose this question. Do it. Firefighters 30 years ago versus firefighters today. Now we can speak for firefighters 30 years ago because we all were one. Firefight versus firefighters today. Did you consider yourself lucky to be a firefighter? 30 years ago when you got hired and do firefighters today consider themselves to be lucky to be a firefighter? I'm going to say, yes, I did. I, w- I felt absolutely like I had won the lottery period. Um, I still feel like that. How long did it take you to get hired in, de- in, in a the department time. you're in? It took a long time. It took nine, nine months, 10 months, something like that. So, and even prior to that, the department I worked for, Prior to that, I mean, I it took a while. Right. I had to go to school. I had to get my EMT school. They weren't going to hire you without your you EMT. Had to work for I, it. Right. But here's what I what I will say. <clears throat> I spend more time now uh, interviewing potential recruits and interacting with new recruits, and they still have. There's still those ones that are that they can't believe they're getting, that getting ready to do that. Yeah. That spark. It, it's still there. I see it. You know, I talk to them I, when they come through, and um, I don't know. I, I just think for us now, we are in such a different spot reacting to a, a unique time also in, in the metro area for us. Well, there's more departments, more opportunities than a firefighter uh-huh. ever had in the last 20 years. And and we're in this weird particular spot in, in this metro area where – where it's like an arms race, like it's legit arms race when it mm-hmm. comes to pay. I mean, because the fire service is not the only one hurting for staffing, by the way. Right. It's every single segment across the, 
ev- everywhere. There's nothing else to do. People have n- they don't know what to do right now except for throw money at it. Get them in the door, and then we'll try to we'll figure out how we keep them. Right. So I think that's what's happening right now. Is you're just throw we're just throwing money at labor, throwing, 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 just see what we can get, just to patch these holes. And then when they get in there, I think we're trying to do what we can to keep them. And that may be where some of the shift needs to occur. Because I, I agree with what Pavel said. I think the workers coming in, this labor force coming in, they, this younger group, they have a much more, or at least what seems like an understanding of what they want, how they, how they want to be treated, you know, what does work look like. Um, so, and I think we're just trying to adjust to that. Hatch, do you feel lucky? Yes. Yeah, I actually did feel lucky. Uh, although, yeah, I'm not going to say that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I did. Well, would that stop you all of <laughs> yeah, a sudden? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, so 30 years ago, yeah, I felt lucky to, to have the job and uh, was stoked, man. It fit my personality so well and, and uh, I was thoroughly enjoying it myself. But, you know, the, speaking on the pay thing, I can't remember. Was, I probably have a check or two from when I, the first year, and it was. I remember getting paychecks and going like, "How am, how am I supposed to live off this?" Right. <clears throat> and then, so luckily now, after thirty years, I get paychecks, and I'm like, you know, this is good. This is this is what you work for. But it took thirty years to get there. Right. You know, I think. <clears throat> sorry, I think a lot of times the, the people jump department, department, department. You know, trying to get the more money, more money, more money, because they want to instead of earning through and promoting and doing the different things and getting to that paycheck, they want to get the paycheck in the front end and then have the experiences on the back end. And I think that's a, that's a probably a, a really poor way to look at it, to do it in my opinion. I always talk about the, the department I work for, uh, what we can't offer you in money. We offer you, offer you in opportunities to apply your trade mm-hmm. and not all departments have that. So I've seen guys come from higher paying departments to our department because they wanted to test themselves. They wanted to put themselves through a crucible or whatever. And I've seen them go to your department too. And so there's that, that aspect of it as well. You said you started in a Shane started in another department and you went to another, right? Mm-hmm. Why did you go? Yeah. Cause I wanted to go get busy. Pavel, you started in another department and went to another one. Why? Totally different. <laughs> I, well, I was actually going to say <laughs> totally there was different. one other thing other than getting busy. And I, I, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I bet you're going to be in the same boat in a lot of ways was I thought there were going to be more opportunities at the bigger department than there were where I was at. Absolutely. Not, not cutting on where I was at. Just promotion, for promotion, growth, growth development, yeah. professional right. development, professional yeah. growth. That, that had a lot to do with it. It was just, but that's also about you developing busy. as a firefighter, right? Developing as a leader and, you know, being around more people, more calls, more things like that. And so a lot of times when they jump, I think, you know, you have these jurisdictions that can pay lots of money or whatever, but they may not be as busy, you know, and I've watched these guys are super talented, go chasing the money, but then ultimately they, they're not happier. Yeah, right. The money doesn't, right. cause it's not feeding their soul of what they it's, really, it's not the only thing. Right, right, right. But I watch that be, because that's the way the society is kind of built up is what's right. your paycheck? What's your paycheck? And like you said, you know, I'm going to buy the big truck, you know, to make myself feel happy about, you know, the poor choices I've made in my life and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was hatchet. Get, get poor choices stenciled on the tailgate. Oh my God, that'd be perfect. <laughs> that's my stripper name. <laughs> poor choices. <laughs> but uh, I just think that, that, you know, I wish the guys could go and, you know, watch that 
every department has their thing. You know, there's no utopian fire department out there. I used to have one uh, in the metro area that would talk all the time. They, they paid a lot of money, and my guys would always be like, oh, man, they're making so much money, and they're making so much money. And I would go to that department, and, you know, I'd do a ride-along or something like that, and they're like, oh, you guys fight fire all day. You guys fight fire all day. I'm like, my guys think that y'all's front ramp's paved in gold. I mean, everybody thinks the other one's better. But it's all about perspective. You know, get outside your own department. Go learn, right. you know, what's going on. I know your guys talk a lot about not getting days off. Right. And that's a big, big bone of condition. But they actually get a day a month. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, we work less hours <laughs> than anybody. I, yeah. I, I already expect y'all to weigh in on this. I know, I know, <laughs> we'll be in the cancel culture it's at like that point. A, yeah. Yeah, but my a, point being, it's, it's about perspective. <laughs> it's about perspective of the way that things look. And so I think a lot of times when the guys just chase that money, they're losing that whole focus of what the whole picture really is right. and the, the benefits that you can have of uh, if you want to stay in it for 30 years. I never thought I'd do this for 30 years. Uh, but, you know, the benefits to be able to look back in the lives that you've touched and the different things that you've been able to do is so enormous. It's really, really amazing. So right. that's really my point. Babel, lucky? Damn good point. So complicated, but I feel very, very, very lucky. Uh, then or now? Both. Yeah. Both. Uh I've always felt like um, the, first of all, a background on that is, you know, because I was born in a country where government isn't exactly something that you want to be part of. Even though I was a child when I came here, you don't really look at government as something you want to go work for. Right. That's bad. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then um, to work for government was huge for, for my family, looked at me like, man, this guy made it. He worked for for local government. Uh, felt very lucky. Like Hatch was saying, I'd look at those paychecks back then. There was a couple of eviction notice along the way <laughs> right. while I was trying. And I kept telling my wife, I'm like, just give me a little bit of time. I'm going to make this work. And she comes from a fire family too, but, you know, different places, different um, pay scales, let's just say. But my, my pay was not great. Uh, and then you fast forward and still today I go, Hey, this career path has given me stability when a lot of people were not stable. Right. Uh, this career path has given me the ability to apply life lessons, personal and professional that I've done before the fire service. So in the words of Frankie, I feel like I owe the fire service everything and it owes me nothing. Right. I've raised four kids who are great human beings. I got three grandkids and all that was afforded by this fire service, giving me the ability to work and also giving me the ability to work on my days off and make some extra money. So right. anyway, I'm extremely grateful for it, but I will say when I joined, it took a while before I started getting educated on how to set myself up financially. And it wasn't like my ears were totally open at the time either retirement, you know, all the medical benefits and all that kind of stuff. More long-term planning? Yeah, the long-term planning wasn't really there. It took a while for that to get there. When I came in, it was just like, this is super cool. We're doing a bunch of dangerous stuff. I absolutely love it, and it's giving me a paycheck. Um, and I'll say the people that I see coming in now just have a certain understanding of what their needs are, and they want those needs met. Um and also, I wanted to add, because I thought about while, you, while Hatch was talking, you know, back in the days when we grew up, mental health was nothing that was really mentioned or anything else. Now these kids are going through college, and that is 
part of their program. They're going to go see these therapists that are helping them to really have a true understanding of themselves where we kind of went through all the traumas, moved on, and then we joined the fire service. And if you think back to your recruit class or the people that you came in with, a lot of questionable people, questionable people that went through a lot of stuff that go, right. were joining the fire service. A lot of vets were joining the fire service and so on and so forth. So, um, felt lucky then feel very lucky now. And, and I do see some people that feel that way, but it's just a totally different entry, I think, than what right. we were experiencing. See that, that you mentioned stability. And I think that's, again, that's that whole piece of where we say value pay is a piece of the value but the stability of the job, I mean, think about when, when the recession hit in 2008, that was this piece where we're not, we weren't recession proof by any means. We, we laid off, we, you know, we laid off a bunch of people, a bunch of recruits and we furloughed. Oh, I people. remember that. We mm. furloughed people, you know, I mean, I, all of us were furloughed. Uh, so we're not recession proof, but you do get to look at it as this job that, you know what? My job is pretty, it's not bulletproof, but pretty dang bu- bulletproof compared to the others. That exactly. Are when you, when you see yeah. other people that are just losing their jobs left and right because the economy took a downturn and they were making a lot more money. You know, I've had friends that were doing really well and then all of a sudden they're not. Yeah, it's gone. And meanwhile, I'm sitting back and it's like the little engine that could, you know, I'm just kind of chugging along. I'm not. I'm not barreling right. down the tracks, doing great, and you know, tooting my horn and woo, look at me. But I'm still chugging along, you know. Yeah, you know, and that's why I say that to me, this becomes very complex because there's just so much involved in going when we came in versus today versus before us. So you know, before us, I'm sure they were saying whatever about us. And there's a quote, and I'm gonna totally screw it up, and it's based around men, but it's applicable to anybody that says. Tough times breed tough men. Tough men breed easier times. times. Easier times breed weaker men, and then the cycle continues. Mm. And I and I'm not I'm not implying by any chance. Hey, you know, people are weaker now or whatever. That's just something that I've always stuck in my head, specifically for my son, that I wanted to make sure. Hey, easy times Be they careful. make for for, right. for weaker men, and per, part of that is because things are kind of to a certain degree handed to you so easily. Um, in today's fire service, back to your point, Bill and Shane's about throwing money. I think it's in today's fire service, we're pursuing people, right? So we are actively recruiting and pursuing where before you stood back and you said, you want some of this? Come over here and get it. Now we're knocking down doors going, Hey, you know, Come join us. And we're all knocking on the same doors. We're all knocking on the same doors. And we're competing for that same person or persons. And that wasn't, I don't remember that being the case. I remember me knocking down the door. Can you just let me in? I promise you I'll be the best if you just (laughs) let me in here. Uh, And part of what we have today is that knock, knock, knock. Hey, I'd like to offer you $5,000 more than you're making now. Our insurance is cheaper. You know that side-by-side side you got? You can't afford it, can you? A couple extra bucks. What about if we give you a day off a month? And and that's that's what I see now. It's like we're, we all got this sales pitch out there. So it's – and on top of that, we're competing with – and I, I see it here in the metro. The economy is good in the sense that you can make really good money doing 
almost anything out there. Right. So <clears throat> if you have a skill set that you can apply, you can make a very good uh, living and not have to be in the fire service. And we saw that when the economy typically tanks, that the fire service starts getting an influx of people because stability. Yeah, because yeah. uh, the market's not got, <clears throat> not loaded with people at that point. Yeah, we haven't even hit, I mean, that's salary. We haven't even talked about retirements and the way that retirements have changed, the expectation for firefighters coming well, in. Shane's, just a got a, Shane's got a uh, an idea um, and I think it's a great idea. I think it's part of that value. Well, let's talk about it. Well, we're going to maybe. I don't know. You might go, uh. Nah, we'll see what happens. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things that's a, I think it is, uh, ultimately it's money, but it's it's almost like this hidden money. So you, you've got this task of making the, the employee understand that they are getting, there is it's not pay, but it's, it is, there's a monetary value to it. And, and his idea is for the, the county to pay 100% healthcare, you know, is that enough for a firefighter to go, you know what, this is, I don't have the salary that, that they have next door in the next department over, but if I stop and think about it, I'm, I'm better off. In today's world, yeah, today. I would say yeah, absolutely that because again, it's real. I think dollars. we were very, but it's nearsighted. Not. It's not. It's hidden. It is, but it's on I mean, your paycheck it, stub. But you got to look at yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's real dollars. Is if I start paying one hundred percent of your health care, you oh, feel yeah. that immediately. Yeah, yeah. No. No. You're right. Yeah. That's, yeah. So it's a payment for a side by side. <laughs> Hatch is cutting eyes. No at kidding. Me. Oh, he yeah. smirks and everything. All right. I can't wait to hear let, what let he's it go. got. No, please drop in. No, there. no, no, no. Proceed, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you got? Come on. I don't know if today's generation you see the value of that. Well, that's what I, I worry because they're not thinking like that. I mean, most of them, you know, don't get their driver's license when they're sixteen because they either do everything. By, you know, by their phone or somebody else drops them off or they can Uber. There's no need. There's a whole, you know, they just, they're still on their, you know, parents uh, insurance till they're 26. Yeah. 26, 27. You know, so there's a lot of reasons why they don't see it. I mean, the doors we're knocking on is their mom's basement, you know, trying to get them to the job. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I'm not in recruitment. (laughs) That's just one of the reasons. (laughs) They're not, like you said, they're not hungry. They're not, they're not, there's no real reason. They don't have to get outside their comfort zone. Go do what we do is tough. What we do is not for everybody. You know, we see some of the worst days of people's lives. And how do you go to recruit? I remember they had us go and do some recruitment at high schools. And I went to my high school and I was like, you know, I'll show some videos. I showed some videos of our heavy rescue team. I looked at the faces in the crowd. They were like, what in the hell is he showing? Is this like a horror show? Yeah. <laughs> These kids did not want to do that. You got like maybe one out of a hundred wants to do what we do. See, when I spoke to the class, they all, they were like, oh no, I, I think I want to do this. What? Talking to them about filling out forms and shit? <laughs> Shots fired. How good you could type? What? <laughs> the difference between there and there? Oh God. <laughs> all over there, there and there? Shit. But you know, so I, I just don't, uh, I just don't know if today's generation, when we're talking about you know the list of their needs, you know, or they know what they have as their needs now. But is that now versus what's going to be in the future? I was the same way, you know, when they came in and uh, I was you know, being uh, going through recruit school in the very first couple of weeks. You know, that you got the, you know, um, 
here's your check. You know, you got the human resources comes in and then right. the union comes in and then the Georgia, uh, you know, uh, pension fund comes in. At some point you need to take home some of your own check. Yeah. And it just, everybody's got their little hand out about, you know, being the union, being this, being that, but, and, you know, for the next things. So I don't know if these kids can see that, the value of what it's going to be 30 years down the road, because they don't think they're going to be, I didn't think I was going to be here for 30 years. Mm. You know, I don't remember anybody ever asking me what I valued going into the fire service. And I'm thinking now. <laughs> would you know? I definitely didn't get asked. I, I wouldn't know. I don't know that I would know, but yeah. it's hard to sit here and go. We got our, well, we technically, we have no answers. We never have answers, but <laughs> I'm very curious right now. Somebody has had to have done that, right? That survey to go, hey, what do you value? Not just a personality, uh, like how do we get people to be interested in this career path? And what is it that sinks to hook in them? What sinks to hook in the person? That goes back to my question of what are, why are you doing this? Right. So I think it's the more interesting stuff it's the more internal Intrinsic, stuff. Yeah. It's, it's part of being the brotherhood it's part of being something sure. bigger than yourself those are the things that feed their soul the paycheck is nice and it's easy to point your finger at but you know they talk about all the time people don't quit jobs they quit bosses they quit you know uh you know headquarters or whatever the toxic environments that's what they're i think they leave uh, and so when you see them chasing all that you know how do you know the, the one you're about to go chase into isn't worse than what you just left well, you don't. Yeah. It, it's hard to argue. Well, and I'm not disagreeing with that. And then on the other side, you have an entire group that is absolutely chasing money that we have seen in today's fire service that so are chasing Do we a look dollar. down our nose at them? No, I don't. I yes. don't. I- <laughs> <laughs> Dollar Hatcher. <laughs> Wait, well, you didn't have to out me. <laughs> I, I didn't don't. want anybody to think I said it. <laughs> I don't. I don't question anybody else's motivation, and, and I've had no. I don't. In the last two months, I can't. I don't know. I'm I'm losing my grip on time. But uh, three employees have left my division in the last few months, and I mean, I sincerely wished them well. You know, yeah. They're they're going to do something else, and I hope they succeed. And I I'm not. You know, the the process of replacing them is really really difficult. Um. But if that's what they wanted to do, I'm, I'm like, yeah. There so, was a I time mean, where corporate America did research on how the fire service operated and how you can keep people so committed that even when you would brown a station out, they would still show up. That study was done, and they were looking at what are they doing in the fire service to have such buy-in with their employees and so on and so forth. If you start moving... Through history, what you find is that we started replicating a lot of what you find in corporate America. So defined benefits, why are they ceasing to exist? They're extremely expensive, so then we move to there. You're looking at, all right, so we're not, to a certain degree, benefits are always competitive, but there's one point, then it's like, well, let's compete with salaries because salaries bring people in and equipment or whatever it may be. So we lend more today to that corporate setting of what do I have that I can offer that's going to draw them. And that's the competitive nature of the fire service right now. Locally and globally, it's like you got people that are going from out of state somewhere else, and this has always happened, but it just seems like it's more present that where's the dollar? Where's the benefit? 
How many people do you have working in your place that are uh, coming from out of state? In our department? Yeah, from a neighboring state that maybe. I was going to say, we usually probably get we've, two to three in each recruit class that are coming. We get that many? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. And it's it's specifically say, an area where the finances are not there, right? Or the fire services is, is prevalent there. Correct, correct, yeah. They don't have it. Like I said, this we're in the metro Atlanta market. This is a unique mar- market. I mean, just in this com- tight, tight combined area, you're looking at 22, 21 different departments. Yeah. That I mean, that's just, that's a lot. And not just 20. That's like 20, within what, 30 or, 30 or 40 miles. Paid Radius, yeah, paid, well paid. Yeah. Well, some of them well paid. So, but again, we do we do get people from out of state, but it's it's because the their market is... Uh, they, they just don't have the opportunities there. Yeah. The yep. fire, fire, fire service office. There's a guy that came through with me that lives in North Carolina, and he's been driving every third day for yeah. 25 years now. And he's not the only one. Nope. Alabama, Ooh. South yeah. Carolina, Tennessee. Yep. Every third and day. And it's worth it to, and I'm sure to do it. <clears throat> Atlanta's got the exact same thing. Yeah. That travel. I think we, get, we got pretty well figured out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We everything figured out. <laughs> You do bring up an interesting thing, and you're right. Fire service, whenever, probably 20, 25 years ago, definitely started to have an, st- change their model. And I'm going to say fire service, really government, started to change its model into a more of a business model in some aspects. Like sure. you said, those defined benefits go away, and it's more 401s and uh, defined contributions if you're lucky sure. and things like that. Some um, cities even went with private business entities to run it as opposed to your... Absolutely. They brought a third party in, a private service to run the government organization. And and this is going to sound rough, and I don't mean for it to sound as bad as I think it's fixing to. But in a lot of ways, we're getting exactly what we asked for. Yep. We asked for a business model. We're getting a business model. And that's why a lot of them are talking about going back. You know, I, I hear departments talking about going back to defined benefit. You know, raising it because they need that retention of these individuals. It costs a lot to train us. Yeah. And it, we can't just that's always afford to say, all right, we're going to get you for four years like but the military. See, that, but that's so, I mean, the military is kind of the same way, though. They dump all of this into a recruit. They train them. They put them in position. And then I don't know what the retention rate is, but it's got to be at least 50% of them are leaving at four years, right? I have yeah. no idea. I mean, how how does that work? How do you sustain that? And they do, you know, but then you end up, their model, I think, is, you know, at the end of the four years, they're like, you know, sign on for another two years and we'll give you this bonus and this bonus and, you know. Yeah, I don't know. After four years, I felt I was still in diapers in the fire service, so I I don't know that that four years for me in the fire service was. I'm not saying it's ideal. I'm just saying that I think we have to stop looking at the fire service as this 30-year job. It's just not that anymore. No matter how much I wish it was. It's just not that. It is that. Unless we <laughs> take what Hatch is kind of leaning on, and we'll put words in his mouth, so totally correct me if I'm wrong. It's weird. You quit doing that. You you don't – what you're saying is you, you, it is what it is, and we react to that. Or you make a fundamental shift in government policy and practice, and you change – I don't want to say go back to the way it was because you right. can't go completely back. But there are, there are known anchors. So – Maybe maybe the tax dollars spent better there in longevity with an employee versus some other avenue. I like what you I like where you're going with which is Thanks, Pavel. Appreciate what that. is today's anchor? 
you can't use the same one. It may not apply. Maybe it will. Maybe you're adding something to it. But how much thought have we truly given and researched to go on what is today's anchor? Yeah, because what if what if it's not defined benefits? I right. mean, when I started the fire service, I had a defined benefit, a very good pension. I didn't walk in there on day one knowing and understanding. Oh. I was like, oh, my God, I got yeah. the best pension. I oh, didn't do uh-uh. it. I didn't even think about it. Didn't, didn't shop that around. No. I didn't. Oh, they, you got that? That's yeah, awesome. But to be truly honest, I didn't even know what they were going to pay me. Right. I, I, I sort of knew. I was, I, I, I was just glad to have a job. Yeah. So I don't know, but that's a good point, Pavel, is maybe there needs to be more time spent for us now at this point in our careers trying to figure out what are the new anchors. What are the new anchors? I love that comment you made. I just, I'm, I, and I don't, I don't. You got it? No. Hatch, no? It feels so no. good. Everybody's <laughs> lost, okay. You don't like it, Hatch? I just love that he's an arbitrary. I love, what you, I love that statement. That's awesome. <laughs> he agreed with me. That was the comment that I, I love. I, I knew that. Okay, thank you, comment, yeah. That was my comment. He agreed with me. I loved it. I don't disagree with you, and I think it's it's definitely worthwhile doing. I'm just, I, I'm challenging, uh, I'm challenging the idea of, yes, we need to figure out what the anchors are. Are there anchors? Right. What if there's not? Yeah. What if there are no anchors? There's always an anchor. I don't think so. It's what if? What if? What if? I mean, they get to work what with you. Every, Bill. That's yeah. a pretty big anchor. <laughs> what if every person coming in is doing it just for to get by? Well, right no, no, not not just to get by, but just and it's I I don't want to call it tourist firefighting, but they want to experience it for two or three years and, move and then move on to something else. I wish we had a firefighter from that was hired in the 70s, early 70s. And the reason I say this because my first captain was hired at 71, 70, something like that. And I remember him saying, I didn't even exp- – I was just needing a job. I had no intentions yeah. of staying here. That's what – I was just waiting for the I next best thing. Yeah. So yeah. what what hooked him? I, the, one I'm thinking of, the one I'm thinking of moved from Ohio – and did not have a job and got here, got down here and got a job. And that's what hooked him. He had a job and he was damn good at it too. That's the, the crazy piece. You know, it's not like he, he it's was, one of those things that gets in your blood. Once you, once you do it, once you experience it, once you go through the brotherhood, you go through those trials by fire with each other. And there's certain ones that, you know, that you trust and you implicitly, I've had some of the closest relationships and friendships ever in the firehouse you know, people that I've met in the firehouse, I'm sure you guys can say the same. I mean, there's just no other way to make that kind of bonding work. And that, to me, that's the hook. You, That's not money. That's that's not anything else. That's that's the family, that second yeah. family that you that create. That time that you spend, it's just time. It is. And you can't, You in the front end, when it's two years, four years, like you're saying, just a baby in the fire service, it's just so hard to see. You know, you're being shipped around the city or the county or whatever it is, you know, filling in at different stations. You don't see that bond that starts going. And then as you start participating, and that's the whole thing, too, as soon as you start giving back, right. you start teaching, you start participating, and it yeah, starts growing, and then people know who you point. are or whatever. All that grows, and it's not about the money, you know. But when you start, all right, I'm going to be here, I'm going to be here for four years and until this gets, you know, whatever, and then I'm going to go to this one because there's going to pay me $4,000 more. But, but, but you never, you know, people talk about, you know, the brotherhood, you know, that we're, we have one of the greatest ones, whatever. But the whole thing is, is you have to be a brother and pay into the brotherhood to get from the brotherhood. You know, it, Do you think, Hatch, at the tolerance level for where the people coming in now are the same where we were? And I'm going to give you an example because you probably won't remember, but you were present. 
somebody comes into the fire service 20, 30 years ago versus today, where the threshold before they become salty at government work and all that seems sooner. I remember walking into a station and hearing somebody start with some negative remarks and I go, Hey, lock this day down. This, how long you've been doing this? Five years, six years. I don't remember what they said. And I said, this is the day you became salty because you come in and you're in love and infatuated and seduced by this brotherhood and this unity and doing all this stuff. There is a timeline where you start to complain, you know, all of a sudden, the sleepless nights or the not getting paid enough or the benefits or they are charging us more for this. Everybody has that threshold. Do you think that that's being the people coming in now are hitting that threshold a lot sooner seeing that part of uh, our profession or it's the same? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's blanket. First of all, go ahead. Well, I agree. Uh, okay. It's, 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 I it shouldn't a, say it. It's blanket, well, no, you're, but, but you're just, absolutely right. It's yeah. a threshold. It is right. definitely and a threshold. It's a personal threshold. And I think it is something that, that started happening sooner and sooner in the years, but it's not probably for the reason, or I don't think it's for the reason most people think. I think it's about being um, accepted. You know, if you came in and you're the positive new guy all the time and you, you know, and you got the, the senior driver over here or the senior man and they're like, oh man, this place is, I'm just a number here, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, we're not. You're not a number. You're just a part of the cog in the system, blah, blah, blah. You are not going to be accepted. <clears throat> you have to start complaining and being just like them That's... to be a part of that family, to be a part of that group. And so you start assimilating it instead of, you know, and, and start repeating the same things. And then started believing it. Right. I think the older generations, uh, you know, maybe just sat and, and were a little bit more quiet. You know, they just didn't say one way or the other. And so I think it maybe took longer for that time period to happen. So that's why I say I think it, I think they wanted to be accepted. They don't want to necessarily, uh, and we don't go to as many fires and things like that. So it's harder to be accepted by your actions. Uh, it's more about what you say and what you, you're. But I will say, you, you bring out a very good point, and it's more about who they land with yeah. than really, I think, anything. Yeah, I used to laugh because, you know, drivers were like, man, I can't believe how mouthy this, these you know, rookies are. I'm like, uh, they're, doing, they're, yeah, they're doing it because they're acting like you. Right. You know, and You're and role modeling it. You're bring, you bring up a great point, and I don't disagree with it, which is that we're fostering some of this behavior and I see it because uh, over probably a a little bit over a decade ago, I remember an employee somewhere I was where this person came in on fire, man. They were a great crab, good firefighter, two year period. Their attitude went to hell. I mean, no one wanted to be around this person. And then all of a sudden the department, people are going, Oh, this guy sucks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We did that. He did not come to us like that. We created that. We created that person you see today because I remember when we hired that person, they were not like that. So, yeah, we got to take some ownership to that. Hey, there's no, they're not loyal and everything. We're doing some of this. We're fostering the behavior that says, hey, you want to be one of us? You want to fit in? You got to be grumpy as shit. You got to hate this. You got to complain about that. (laughs) Otherwise, you're a cheerleader and we don't like you. Out of the box, we're all that way. And just like you say, some outside force changes everybody. You know, we become something different. So, but well, I, I still think that's such a, a good pivotal point about, you know, the, the, that we generate that kind of environment. And it goes back to, again, not something that's about money. It's about how much, 
how much effort and time is put into developing leadership and positive leadership traits within the organization so that you don't end up with those environments that are so full of negativity. Sometimes we just let them study on their own and promote and they just move up and they figure it out and they read some books. We get lazy. And then we wait till they get to the top, you know, the battalion chief and above. Oh, now we're going to invest in, we want you to go to the national fire camp. We want you to do this, man, invest in these cats early. Yeah. And that's not money. That's, that's internal. And then that will, I think that changes the environment that changes. People want to be a part of something that's awesome. That is, you know, moving and powerful, blah, 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 not the downtrodden. And, you know, I want to escape this and I can't wait until I get out of this thing or I can't wait till I retire or whatever that nobody wants that. Right. So. Yeah. All right. What did we solve? Nothing. Nothing. We Not solved a, no problems. Damn thing. That's the beauty of what we do. I solved everything. <laughs> <laughs> no problems. You suck. I don't know why I do this with you guys. <laughs> well, I'm going to start my well, own podcast. <laughs> Well, just kidding. No, no, I can't do well. that. <laughs> Bill's Bill come already close. did that. Yeah, Bill has come very close. No. Beyonce's already there. No, no. Oh, my God. They're good. <laughs> I feel like Dusty's child over here. I'm telling you, they're good. <clears throat> they are good. All right. That's, yeah. well, well, well. And we're done. On another subject. <laughs> Combustible is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to Combustible to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Follow us on Facebook so we know how many of you listeners there are out there. And you can check us out online at combustiblethepodcast.com. As always, we would like to thank the Golden Dogs and True North Records for letting us use their song Saints at the Gates for our theme music. You can find the Golden Dogs music on any streaming platform. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. (laughs) 